This is the Tuesday, July 13th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with all the action on this light day in the sports world, but still a few opportunities out there. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. And Tyler, uh, the home run der- derby delivered, uh, especially that first round matchup in the double OT, if you will, uh, sudden death or PKs, whatever you want to call that swing off. But uh, congrats to Juan Soto over Shohei Otani. And then ultimately it was Pete Alonso uh, defending his home run derby crown. Yeah, it was an awesome show by Shohei and Juan Soto. I think they tired themselves out. Our, our buddy Joe Fortenbaugh picked Pete Alonso as the winner yesterday on our bet show on, you know, ESPN's uh, YouTube sports betting channel where you can watch us. And uh, I was trying to bring all these launch angles and exit velocities and his very simple handicapping was Pete Alonso has won it before. And he's the only one in the field who's done this before. And um, I think that handicapping worked out because Pete looked very comfortable up there and credit to Dave Jouse is um, his pitching coach. Yeah, just, that was amazing. He was, he was automatic throwing it right where Pete wanted that was what was bothering me with about Otani. He had some bad pitches, and I was getting very annoyed as someone who had him on the um, on the futures market. So let's talk about the game tonight. You know, it's always fun, uh, this event, and especially for baseball fans. Do you have a play in the game at all? Yeah, I do. I want to play the under 11, and you're thinking, what? It's at Coors Field. We just saw guys hitting 500-foot bombs, but... Here's my handicapping, Doug. Going back to 2006, we've had one all-star game go over 11 runs. That was Nats Park a few years ago, an extra inning game. Um, The last time we saw the all-star game at Coors Field, there was like 23 runs or something like that. But that was 1998, the absolute height of the steroid era. So the ball was juiced, the players were juiced, and we know now we're kind of – we've overcorrected in Major League Baseball. We're at the height of like the pitching dominant era. So you're going to see starters who uh, usually, you know, like Max Scherzer, Shohei Otani can go five, six, seven innings with shutout ball. They're going to be able to gas up for one inning. And despite how great these offenses are, we know we're in a pitching dominant era and managers will have a bunch of live arms to bring for just an inning and keep scoring down, even in a place like Coors Field. So I'm going to go under 11, uh, riding that trend, thinking we're just in a different era of baseball versus last time the All-Star game was played at Coors Field. American League has won seven straight matchups. I can't blame anyone for wanting to fire on the American League as a plus 105 underdog. Um, obviously, players change and evolution and things like that. Evolution, meaning, I mean, the evolving free agency and trades and everything. Uh, I will play, instead of no run first inning, I'm going to go minus 121 for a tie. So you get the 0-0, but you also get the 1-1 a little bit um, in case – the batters use the gaps out there in Coors Field. That's the only concern I have. And Scherzer's going to challenge some guys. He's, that's just what he does. But um, I'm expecting pitching to be, you know, solid, even though it is Coors Field. Do you have any uh, baseball props at all? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I did, it would, you know, I'd play something in that first inning. That's the only thing we do have knowledge of. Don't know how many innings Scherzer or Otani are going to go, but – if I dabbled in a prop there, I'd, you know, dabble in something fun, like one of those guys striking outside, if you can find that somewhere. You could do minus 1,600 on no grand slam in the game. That's something <laughs> to consider there. Um, look, it's a fun time. It's also time to take off of, of betting, you know, like unplug, uh, recharge the batteries so uh, you don't have to get involved. You can just enjoy it as a fan as well or just live bet if you want to kind of get involved maybe later innings. I, I think it's worth mentioning, and we should not even just worth mentioning. It's going to be interesting 
USA back on the hardwood at the Mandalay Bay Event Center. They are playing Argentina in another international friendly. This number has been steamed up a little bit. USA is minus 18. Uh, I'm on the first half minus 10 and a half. This Argentina team is pretty bad. I mean, they lost to Nigeria by 25. And Nigeria is pretty solid. This Argentina team is not. Fans might remember Luis Scola of the Houston Rockets and Spurs. He's their best player. Plays the most minutes, 25 and eight against Nigeria, excuse me, against Australia in a close game. And they also have Facundo Capazzo, who we certainly know from the Denver Nuggets because they needed help. But other than that, and that's not much because it's an old Luis Scolo, old by basketball right. standards, it's not a good team. So I think the Americans open up a can. I'm going to lay the 10 and a half in the first half and see what happens. I understand the tax and I understand the bullseye they have and I understand the lack of continuity, but this is just too much sheer talent here. Yeah, I'm uh I'm on the other side of that, Doug. My theory with this uh team USA uh squad as currently constructed is to fade them in every game until they can actually smell something that they want, i.e. a gold medal. So in these exhibition games and the early round games where you're right, they're gonna get teams best shots and they still need to gel because this is not the core group that uh Greg Popovich has coached for the last few Olympics. Guys like LeBron, Steph are out some of those principles Dwayne Wade's no longer there no Carmelo Anthony so they're kind of in a transition as a team despite being vastly superior in terms of talent I just think they're underachieving because they don't know how to play the international game together they don't have some of the best defensive stoppers that they used to have they don't have the playmakers they used to have it's all a bunch of shooters and scorers and that just doesn't work necessarily in the, the international game you've got to play a team brand so whatever the number is until the team USA gets to a point where they can smell something tangible that they want coming off of a season where every player had to play so many uh, minutes after, uh, you know, a short uh, off season, I'm just going to keep fading them. So you can tell me the number was five. You can tell me the number was 15. Okay. That's a little exaggeration there, but I'm going to play the opposition and take the points in my pocket against this team USA squad until they get to a semifinal or a medal match. All right. And we should mention the team USA. I mean, most of our listeners know, but they just lost to Australia is about a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. So they've lost this 28-and-a-half-point favorite to uh, Nigeria and lost yesterday by 13-and-a-half, and they lost by about eight points. So back on the hardwood, we'll see what kind of response they have. But that game is, uh, I believe, 6 Eastern, uh, give or take an hour or something like that. So there's some time once you download the pod, and that's going to do it for us. Thanks to everyone on this light card. Tyler, I'll see you in the office. And um, obviously a lot to discuss We'll have two-a-days for the NFL and also look ahead a little bit to game four, which is tomorrow night, Wednesday night. So an extra day here between games, even though there is no travel for Milwaukee and Phoenix. Enjoy your day, everyone. (laughs) 